0: I'm Nate Burleson, and welcome to CDS Mornings on the Go. Ahead on this Thursday, November 16th, Black Friday is almost here. But beware, scams are on the rise, including on sites like Amazon. We'll share some tips to avoid getting ripped off this holiday season. Also, we have part two of our series, Psychedelic Renaissance. Lisa Ling went to Mexico with a group of veterans suffering from PTSD to see how they're finding relief with psychedelics that are illegal here in the U.S., And actor Lauren Graham from Gilmore Girls and Parenthood joins us to talk about her new book of essays and getting back to work in front of and behind the camera. All that and more after these messages.
1: Hey, hey, Prime members talking to you. You can listen to CBS Mornings on the go ad free on Amazon Music. Download the app today.
2: If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying?
1: CBS News is learning about a possible deal between Israel and Hamas that could lead to the release of some of the hostages being held in Gaza. Ed O'Keefe is following this story from the White House. Ed, good morning. What are you hearing?
3: Well, Gail, good morning. We just want to stress from the beginning that any deal here is fluid. It won't be final until the hostages are actually released. But in this latest proposal, Israel would agree to a three to five day ceasefire. And during that time, aid would be allowed into Gaza and a group of the youngest hostages and women would be released. Two officials with knowledge tell CBS News, children are being prioritized as part of the first wave of a potential hostage release, aimed at ultimately bringing home the roughly 240 people believed to be taken during the October 7th Hamas attack. In addition, one of the officials said that an unspecified number of Palestinian women and children currently held in Israeli prisons also potentially would be swamped. The politically charged negotiations have gone through various stages, in recent weeks, and stalled significantly around the time of the Israeli ground invasion of Gaza. Now, one constant has been prioritizing civilians, roughly 50 in particular, ahead of releasing any Israeli military members also held hostage, according to one of the sources familiar. In recent weeks, there's been a flurry of activity, with multiple administration officials dispatched to the region. Qatar is mediating the contact with Hamas, and the president has repeatedly cited their work. Among the roughly 240 estimated hostages, There are 10 unaccounted for Americans, according to the State Department. And in a disclosure widely seen as meant to add public pressure, the White House revealed this weekend that a three-year-old U.S. citizen, a little girl, is among them, Tony.
0: We'll be watching it closely and all rooting for a deal. Ed, thank you very much. All right, it's time for you to lock in. Amazon is out with a blunt new warning for this holiday season. Scammers are trying to get your personal information, This year, Amazon says it has shut down more than 45,000 phishing sites and more than 15,000 scammer phone numbers. Our consumer investigative correspondent, Anna Warner, has more. Anna, good morning.
4: Good morning, Nate. Yeah, Amazon calls them impersonation scams, basically scammers pretending to be Amazon. For the second half of 2023, Amazon says customers reported two scams in particular, the first Email scams with attachments like this example provided by the company, which tells you your account will be suspended or put on hold and tries to scare you into giving up your personal information, like your login credentials or your payment information. The second scam Amazon says customers are experiencing are prime membership scams. Calls, texts, and emails that tell you there's a membership issue or a membership fee and they need you to give their payment or your payment information or your bank account information to reinstate your membership, Nate.
0: Okay, Anna, so what should people do to avoid these scams?
4: Well, Amazon says always go through the mobile app or the website if you need customer service or to make changes to your account. And that goes for other businesses, you know, you, that you deal with too, like banks. Watch out for false urgency. Scammers trying to push you to act immediately. Before you can think it through, Amazon says never pay over the phone. The company will never ask you to provide payment information over the phone. And of course, verify links you receive and the sender's email. You know, sometimes just looking at the email address that a message comes from tells you all you need to know. Legitimate Amazon emails contain at Amazon.com. But what I tell people, including friends and relatives, is when you get those unexpected texts or emails, take a moment, really look at them and consider whether they could be a scam before you take any action. You know, just that pause can save you from losing hundreds or thousands of dollars to the scammers, Nate.
0: Wait a minute. This looks suspicious. I hear what you're saying, Anna. You're right about that. That is great advice. We appreciate you. Talk to you soon.
5: We begin this hour with part two of our
0: series, Psychedelic Renaissance, an
5: eye-opening journey into the world of alternative mental health therapies using psychedelic substances. And today, new CBS News contributor Lisa Ling follows a group of veterans on a journey of healing that takes them south of the border and into new territories of the mind. And Lisa joins us now. I'm happy to say, Lisa, good morning.
6: Good morning again, Tony. The, you know, the suicide rates for service members and veterans are nothing short of catastrophic. Recent estimates claim almost 17 vets in the U.S. take their own lives every day. Many suffer from post-traumatic stress and debilitating brain injuries, which traditional medications have largely failed to cure. A growing number of veterans are now using substances the government they fought for says are illegal. Every week an unmarked vehicle carrying former U.S. Special Forces arrives back in San Diego from Mexico. They're returning from fighting the battle of their lives, the one in their own mind.
4: You,
6: the big guy who looks like Jason Momoa is Moose, a former Navy SEAL who works for the organization funding these cross-border trips for veterans to heal from years of war. He's going back down to support for these two men who've agreed to share their journey with me. Herb Daniels spent 14 years as a Green Beret and nearly four years in active combat. How dark did it get for you? The darkness was pretty profound. What kinds of medications were you prescribed?
7: A lot of medications, taking them in the morning, through the day, in the evenings, pills to help me sleep at
6: night. Did any of the medications work? I have to say no. But it wouldn't be until after Herb retired from military service that the darkness started to consume him. Herb, did you ever become suicidal?
7: I did. And as I watched more of my teammates, more veterans, start to take their own lives, I realized that that's an option. One night when my wife was coming home from a flight and I was waiting for her to come through the door, and as soon as I heard it chime, I was going to shoot myself. But her flight was late, thank God and I kept drinking. So when she came home, she found me passed out in the bed with the gun on my lap. And I hadn't used.
6: It was after another suicide attempt that Herb found out about an organization funding grants for former special forces to leave the country for treatment not legal in the US. Make coffee? Yeah. Marcus and Amber Compone founded Vets, Veterans Exploring Treatment Solutions after Marcus retired from multiple combat deployments as a Navy SEAL with PTSD and a traumatic brain injury. The treatments they began exploring? Psychedelics. Why psychedelics?
3: It gets the job done. I mean, you know, flat out. Traditional approaches are very difficult to solve those problems.
6: It really,
4: for me, came down to a point of complete desperation to save Marcus. It felt
6: like we could lose him to suicide. It was Amber who found out about a retreat in Mexico that uses psychedelics to treat PTSD.
3: Psychedelics wasn't part of my language, but you know, you would try anything.
6: So in 2017, Marcus set off to Mexico where he was given Ibogaine, a hallucinogenic plant mixture from Africa, and smoked 5-MeO-DMT, a substance derived from the glands of the Sonoran desert toad. And then everything changed.
3: It's like it just reset everything in a few hours. All the stress, anxiety, it just went away, it flew away, fell right off my shoulders.
6: 5-MeO-DMT is reputedly the most powerful psychedelic. I mean, it's not the kind of thing that you would just do on a whim.
3: No, you know, you get to a place where it's, it's bliss and it's godlike, but it's not fun. You should always be in the care of someone who's a professional.
6: After Marcus's experience, the couple dedicated themselves to helping former special forces get the help they desperately need. The veterans
4: that end up getting funding from vets are given the money to pay for the retreat and then um, they're given all sorts of educational resources and support before and after they leave the United States.
7: This is really going to happen.
6: Herb is one of the veterans who received the life-saving treatment back in July 2022. Today, I'm joining him as he's crossing the border again with another veteran, Mike Ortiz, to do the 5-MEO DMT treatment for a second time. Moose is along for support. We're in this kind of unmarked vehicle, driving over the border to get healing that you can't get in the country that you fought for.
7: It's disappointing. It feels like we've been abandoned once we took the uniform off.
6: Is it possible that you might not be here today if you hadn't taken the medicine?
3: I wouldn't be, for sure.
8: How's it going? Juan, nice to meet you.
6: We are now about an hour into Mexico at a location that I've been asked not to disclose for the safety and security of the participants, but hundreds of United States veterans have come here to find a kind of healing that is not legal in the United States. Inside, a local facilitator, Juan Aguilar, brings the men together to set their intentions.
2: What led you
7: back to working with 5-MEL-DMT? That medicine journey really opened up my heart. Mm-hmm. Now I wanted to dig deeper, and I, I feel childhood memories, sadness, and, and anger, and I want to let that go. Lisa, if you're up for it, I'd invite you to sit down with me. And
0: if
6: Would you, you like me to? I would. OK. All right.
0: We use the Mopatra smoke to cleanse a space, right? And then as this is happening, I tell them to speak with the medicine, to sit with it, to focus on their breath. And then we
6: dive right into the experience.
0: I'll be right here with you, brother. OK. Mm-hmm.
6: And how long does the, the period last? Most commonly, anywhere from 5
0: to 15 minutes at most.
6: Listen to my voice. Hold it. I can't take my eyes off Herb, as I watch his chest rise and fall, and tears roll down his face. After about 10 minutes, his eyes slowly open.
2: Is
7: Moose here. Yeah, he's right there.
6: I am taken aback by Moose's embrace of Herb. Some of America's elite warriors trained to fight wars and bury their emotions. Here they are, laying it all bare. Now it's Mike's turn. Hold it, Five
0: for it brother, Five
1: for it.
6: Once under the medicine, Mike is smiling from ear to ear. When he comes to, he joins Herb for a quiet moment. It's magical.
7: Can't wait to talk to you about it. How are you guys feeling? Amazing. Yeah, magical, like a fresh start. My heart was just opened, wide open, and there was laid bare, so much pain, so mm-hmm. much anger. And as soon as I let it go, I became aware of my presence again. I felt my body just relax.
3: To be pain-free for that short period of time was like the best feeling in the world. Do you feel
6: like you received a transformation in a 10-minute experience?
7: Absolutely. I don't think it takes long to change a perspective. If you believe it can happen, then it can happen. Sometimes you just need a little jump start to help you get there. Wow.
1: What did they say? happened during that journey? And how long does it last? Does it-,
6: it, it can last up to 15 minutes. It's very, very short, but it's so powerful. And Herb told me that when it first hit, he felt this excruciating pain, but then the medicine telling him, just let it go, let it go. And it was sort of a metaphor for everything that he'd been experiencing. Mm-hmm. But those feelings continue, the let it go,
1: it's longer. The actual thing takes 15 minutes. But after that, you're totally he, he relieved just,
6: of? I mean, that's what he said says. during no. that And that Everyone's journey. journey
0: is different.
6: Everyone's journey is different. Mike, on the other hand, and I get emotional thinking about it, you know, 5-MeO-DMT is known as the God Molecule. Mm-hmm. And he told me that while he was under, he just felt wrapped in God's love. Mm-hmm. And it was, so, it was so much more powerful than anything that he'd ever experienced, and he felt so safe. Um, when he was having that experience this
5: is this this chemical is found naturally in the gland of a particular toad yes
6: there is a synthetic version that more people are using now for conservation reasons but I I wanted to mention that this organization vets that funds the grants they have to turn away 80 to 90 percent of the applicants because the demand Mm. is so vast but I also want to mention though and reiterate that they do provide wraparound services again they are very, very powerful medicines. And so they provide um, treatment, counseling, before and after mm-hmm. people go through this.
1: And when he said, will you do it with me? He was asking, I said, did you do it? I did not first?
6: do it. Was sitting there with him? He asked me to sit, <laughs> sit alongside him. him, and it, it was truly really an honor. To be there, exactly. she
5: does do something though. Tomorrow, though, in part three, I'm not oh. going to give too much away here, Lisa. Thank you very much for part two. <laughs> tomorrow, part three of the series, "Psychedelic Renaissance." Lisa goes to Sedona, Arizona, to learn about mm-hmm. a psychedelic experience where there are no drugs ingested, and she gives it
0: a try. I'm already looking forward to part five. <laughs> um, ahead, the co-founder of the popular <laughs> okay, hair chain Dry Bar, Ali Webb, joins us in just a bit to talk about her new memoir, why she says challenges and vulnerability can lead to success. More from this episode of CBS Mornings after this short break.
6: Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.
9: Have you heard
6: you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to Amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's Amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.
1: Allie Webb went from a stay-at-home mom to a high-profile businesswoman with A-list celebrity clients. When she co-founded the hair salon company, you all know, at Bar, back in 2009, this thing took off like a rocket. It eventually grew to more than 150 locations nationwide. She sold the company in 2019 for more than $255 million. Thank you very much. But Webb says that as her career was skyrocketing, she was struggling behind the scenes, and now she's telling her story and the lesson she learned in her new book. It's called The Messy Truth, How I Sold My Business for Millions But Almost Lost Myself. Mm. Ali Webb joins us now. Ali, thank you so much for coming. Number one, The Messy Truth, I think, is a perfect title because yeah. it really is, it really was a mess in your life. <laughs> and, and, I, and I don't mean that disrespectfully, but no, I... you talk about, you write about two divorces. You write about a troubled child that you had. You write about how the business didn't go well and the mistakes you lo- learned along the way. One of my favorite chapters is Balance is BS, except you say the real word. <laughs> no one starts a successful business. You start a business and make it successful balance you said not worth it not real not worth pursuing and you're welcome i just saved you a lot of money <laughs> why do you say that because we're all struggling balance 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 why right. do you say that
9: well i think it's this unattainable reality and it just in in my experience it doesn't exist it's like some days it all works out and you you know you get to your kid's game and you you finish the thing at work but th- most days that's not a reality it's like you're kind of I feel like life is like a big game of whack-a-mole. It's like, you know, there's kind of always something going on wherever mm-hmm. you go. And, and, and the pressure we put on ourselves, especially as women, to, like, do all the things all the time is just so unrealistic yeah. that I'm like, let's just dispel that. So it's how not did real. It go,
1: but how did it go so off the rails for you? Because here you're on the cover of all these magazines. Your business is a, is a huge, huge success. Uh, your children are struggling. Your marriage is struggling. How did it go so off the rails for you?
9: Well, I think I was so uber-focused on the business. And, you know, my my first husband, Cameron, you know, I met him when I was living in New York City. I was, you said
1: I met him in hell. That was the name of the bar I, we, we, we all literally met. literally yes. met in a
9: bar named Hell <laughs> yes. 20 years ago <laughs> in New York. And, you know, it was we were really young, and it was not the right thing, ultimately. We were best friends, and it was a great, beautiful friendship. But you know, it was the, the writing was on the wall really the whole time, but, you know, we just kind of... Both of you thought this is a mistake, yeah, but you still
1: got married. Yeah, okay. you know, it was
9: like, we just, we were kids and yeah. like, we just didn't know. And, and you know, but we we made these two beautiful boys and we started Dry Bar And it was just like, my life was like, boom, 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 moving so fast. And once Dry Bar came along and it was this massive success, we were I was just so distracted with that. And, and I was on this rocket ship yeah. and it was so exhilarating and... And intoxicating and, you know, growing this business. But, you know, there was things I wasn't paying attention to yeah. in my personal life, which I think we all do. Of course. When we're really distracted over here with something really great. And, you know, I just I just wasn't paying attention yeah. to what was happening. Gail
0: you know? talked about the glitz and the glamour, you know, being on the magazines and it seemed like life is going well. And I love how you start off the book. It's like a movie. You cut right to it. It grabs you right out the gate. You say, listen, here's the things that you're going to deal with. And you put a line in there on the second page. You're going to deal with some deep, dark-ish. Yes. And you went through some dark moments. Yeah. You felt depression. Yeah. How did you get out of that
8: space?
9: Well, I think, you know, the drive that I have just naturally, I think I'm such a driven person, hence this, you know, massive company that we built. And I think the same applies to my personal life. Like, I just was like, I don't want to be in this sad, depressed place anymore I, I I felt like I needed to let myself grieve, and there were things that were, you know, hard that I needed time to get through. But I was like, okay, you know, I'm a seeker. I want to go figure out what to do next, like so meditation you were therapy. Yeah, yeah, it was, I was. How do you
0: work on yourself while you're staying busy?
9: Well, you got to take, you got to find the time, you know. And I think that was what I wasn't doing for mm. most of my career. Like I wasn't taking the time for myself. Like so many of us don't. We're so busy yeah. Yeah, and we're so right. it's so exciting and like go 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 go. And now on this new season, this flip side of my life, I'm like, oh, I gotta put in the work, Mm. like, do the things, you know, take time for myself, meditate go to therapy, yeah. go to retreats. I mean, now I do it all. There's not anything I haven't tried. I especially love this episode. That's it's, good. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah, there's just, you just have to take the time for yourself, which I just didn't do. I yeah. was just on like, go, go, go. Mm. And it can be really dangerous. Wow. There's just, just
5: so much in this book. I mean, we didn't even get into the sections about, which I really appreciated, about your your, your older son in high school, going through rehab, uh, guiding him through that, the, the wisdom that you as a parent uh, take away from that. And I, I am curious, So, how is the relationship today with your son?
9: it's amazing and it was always amazing and then we went off track a little bit and you know he he was having a really hard time communicating what was happening for him and there was just so much change and you know just so much upheaval and as hard as it was you know the almost 2 years he spent in rehab and recovery. But, but I think it's important in less than 15 seconds to know that you and your son are okay. Yes. And this is
1: a there
5: great book There is another side. Yeah. There is a yeah.
9: whole other yeah. side. He did the work. The Messy Truth
5: yeah. on sale now wherever you buy your books. We'll be right back. Welcome back
0: to CBS Mornings. Time to bring you some of the stories that are talk of the table. And Nate, you're up first. Yeah, there's a reason why we're playing that song. My yeah. talk of the table is an exclusive reveal of GQ's first ever video cover story featuring the one and only rapper Andre 3000. Ooh. this 34-minute immersive feature. The rapper, who is one half of the successful rap duo, Outkast, speaks candidly about his new sound, his struggle with anxiety, and why he doesn't want to rap anymore.
8: Even now, like, people think, oh man, he's just sitting, sitting on raps, or like, he's just holding, or holding these raps hostage. Like, I ain't got no raps like that. Like, it's, it's it actually feels, sometimes it feels inauthentic for me to rap because I, I don't have anything to talk about in that way,
0: like, I'm 48 years Huh. He is truly authentic. Oh, yes. Yes, he really he is. is. And that was an authentic response. Yes. Now, when you talk to hip-hop heads and ask them who are the best lyricists of all time, his name routinely comes up Always because fan. he is one talented lyricist and rapper. Yeah. But he has removed himself from rapping as an artist, and now he's providing a different type of sound. And even on the cover, it says, no bars. So he's not rapping in this; he's playing an instrument, but which I'm okay with. Me yeah. too, and it still shows
1: that he is still um, core to himself, mm-hmm. that he's still true to himself, and it's still creative. Yeah, still yeah. true to himself. Being he's an artist, always very, always very. Looking creative. forward to it. Comes out tomorrow, and still is very creative, Andre. Yeah. Glad he's glad to see him. My talk of the table takes a look at new global dating trends. This is according to Bumble. The dating app company is calling 2024 the year of the self, okay saying that people will be looking inwards inwards when it comes to dating. Huh. I, thought, I like this. A Bumble survey found that 57% of women say... They're going into the new year with a clear view on what they want their romantic lives to be. Okay. Sixty-three percent of women, sixty-three percent of people, rather say age is not a defining factor when dating.
5: Mm, I don't know and about that. Up to a point. Okay. Up
1: until a point. <laughs> I, I'm with you, Tony, on that. Twenty-five percent of men say they have become more open and vulnerable with people they are dating. Yeah. I, I I agree with you, Tony, up into a point. Yeah. I like younger men, no question about that. But I prefer someone. Like, <laughs> okay. Okay. Gail. I do. I do. But I prefer hey, someone. Ain't no, like, hey, ain't nothing wrong no, with that. Oh, I, I, have no, I have no shame about yeah, that. Ain't nothing wrong with that. You I, shouldn't have any shame. But I prefer that it not be someone I could have given birth to. Right, uh, right, right. the right. point I'm
0: making. Uh, right,
5: right. Okay,
1: the, uh, the other thing I like is uh, most valuable partner MVP for 31% of singles, a shared love of sports has now become a must-have, Ooh. regardless of whether you're a sports. player or simply a spectator. Okay. So you want somebody who enjoys sports. Right. I like that,
0: too. I like that. Okay. Okay.
5: And, and I like talk emotional sports. intelligence from men. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's more Although it's available. only 25% of men yeah, said gotta, they were more open. So, <laughs> wait, 75% were like, more closed off. 2024 <laughs> is a year of zip it. i <laughs> 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 not going to be talking. No tears. Yeah. <laughs> no tears. <laughs> no tears. <laughs> not crying once the whole year. It's my <laughs> year's resolution. Uh, that's some good data. My that talk at the table is about some questionable scientific data. There are all kinds of surveys that come out sponsored by all kinds of far-flung organizations. The one that caught my eye is sponsored by Quiznos, the sandwich maker. They're close to my heart. We oh. go back all the way to high school. They're yeah. toasted, Nate. You yes. know they toast it? Hey, we had Quiznos. I love yes. Quiznos. Come on now. For some reason, Quiznos is asking Americans the question, would you be the last one standing after the apocalypse? Huh. Quiznos wanted to know. It asked 2,000 people. One out of three people believe they in fact would be the last <laughs> one standing. So statistically <laughs> it's not gonna happen that yes, way, right? right? But they think they Those think are they'll some make confident
1: it. Confident people, okay. And
5: then they were also asked who would they partner with? And ah. I guess it's anyone you like. Uh, and the last celebrities come up. Uh MacGyver, you okay. got John Cena. The on there. Rock. Superman's not even I don't know if they mean the real Superman or like no, the actor. The, the cartoon. Rock,
1: yeah. The, the Rock is on
5: there. The Rock. Uh, but I, I asked myself this question, and I had to do a write-in. No one off that list really uh, fits the bill. And I went with Nate Burleson. Okay. I'm going to survive that apocalypse with you, okay? Okay. Yeah. What are we doing here? I don't what know. It just, like just felt like a moment. Yeah, 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 it felt like a moment. Yeah,
0: it is a moment. Gail's gone in this scenario. Everyone's gone. Yeah. It's, just <laughs> it's just us. It's, it's just us. It's the apocalypse. We're, we're resourceful. Yeah. We can go get what we want to eat. Yeah. We'll be okay. Yeah. I'm like yeah. that. I- we're vulnerable in 2024. That's right. We're surviving the apocalypse. We're crying I- if we need to. I- exactly. We're good.
1: Tony, why did I not survive? Well, it's it's...
5: Just Why did I not survive? You could survive, but I only get one person on my team. Uh, it, it, it.
0: Wait, what? Oh, <laughs> come on. Vlad said we oh. tease our eyes, eyebrows, we can't survive. What are you talking about? <laughs> Vlad, you're definitely not surviving. <laughs> <laughs> I,
8: would
1: like, uh, I would like to survive, but I think I, I you're right. I don't pretend. think I'd be one of the ones standing. You already heard Vlad. We're going to toss it over to Vlad now, who's in our living room that we call it with our next guest. We love her. Yes, hey, yes, Vlad. yes.
8: I'm with award-winning actor Lauren Graham. She played Lorelai Gilmore in the wildly popular series Gilmore Girls, for seven seasons and a Netflix limited series.
10: Edna St. Vincent Millay. That's my bus book. Uh-huh, what's the Faulkner? My other bus book. So just take one bus book. No, the Millay is a
4: biography, and sometimes if I'm on the bus and I pull out a biography and I think to myself, well, I don't really feel like reading about a person's life right now, then I'll switch to the novel. And then sometimes if I'm not into the novel, I'll switch back. Hmm,
10: still there, Michelle?
2: Yes, uh, Hold I- on.
10: what is the Gore Vidal? Oh, that's my lunch book. Uh-huh. So lose the Vidal or the fucker. You don't need two novels. Vidal's essays. Uh-huh. But the Eudora Wealthy's not essays or biography. Right. So it's another novel. Lose it. Uh-uh. It's short stories. Ugh, oh, this is a sickness.
8: The actor, writer, producer, director is also four-time New York Times best-selling author. Her latest book, Have I Told You This Already, is out now in paperback. The book of humorous essays details her life and career in Hollywood. And Lauren Graham is here first on CBS Mornings. We like when we can say that. Welcome.
1: We like it when you're here. But, Vlad, we should say Tony was cracking on you, Lauren. He said, the title is Have I Told You This Already? Well, since it's in paperback, yes, you have. <laughs> Tony DeCopo got jokes.
10: <laughs> well, I, I, yes, it's born out of um, my habit of retelling the same story over and over. So finally, I just thought I'd write it down.
8: <laughs> well, so one of the things you detail in the book is you, you talk about what it's like working in Hollywood. And I thought this was a great line. Mm. There were questionable trends. This is quoting from your book, when you were starting out acting, that I didn't question at the time. The need for all miniskirts to be at Callista Flockhart and Ally McBeal's shortness levels, crop tops paired with jeans with low-rise waistband, started maybe a millimeter above the butt crack, and the monthly ritual of getting Brazilian bikini waxes at a salon called Pink Cheeks. And then you <laughs> go on to 90s. say... woo! Right, but then yeah. you say something interesting. You say, it occurred to me that if actor stripper and Playboy Bunny were different jobs, why were we supposed to all have the same body type?
1: Uh,
10: I mean, it was... Of a time when uh, that was just the popular trend, and we weren't having the, some of the conversations that we are having today about um, sort of being uh, the subject of these trends, and we just all kind of followed them. And uh, th- things are different now, and I think better.
1: Mm. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you talk about the the uh, hierarchy of Hollywood yeah. that, and navigating that. Talk talk to us about that and how it's changed, if at all, because there always seems to be rules that some people don't know.
10: I guess it's some of the funny things I've learned along the way is that there's kind of a hierarchy for everything. I talk about in the book, I had a discount at Louis Vuitton for a while, which I didn't understand was something that could come and then be taken away. (laughs) Um, I was invited to a fancy party, the Vanity Fair Oscars party, and my Publicist at the time said oh, I was invited at 10 o'clock at night or something. She said, oh, that's a good time. Because I guess there are other times <laughs> you yeah, get invited to the party where it's not a good time, it's too early, it's too late. And so it's little things like that that over the years I've discovered there's kind of a language for everything in in that way and you don't know it until it's too late because I missed that Louis Vuitton discount <laughs> when I wasn't I didn't appreciate it. So I don't know, it's just um, it's one of the... Parts of our business that is endlessly confounding, I think, is who's in charge and Mm. who's at on the top, and I still don't know.
8: You know, uh, we're all mourning the loss of Matthew Perry. Uh, We all loved him. We felt that he was our friend, but you were friends with Matthew Perry. Um, What's your best memory of him?
10: Oh boy, (laughs) Um, no one made me laugh as hard. I mean, just tears streaming. You know, we we. Uh, there was just such joy in in being around him and um, and and being his friend and i i 'll say too that this last year you know he was so proud of the book he wrote yeah. and of how many people it touched, and it was a success that gave him a level of happiness that i I, I hadn't seen in him for a really long time, so that's a, a, a nice memory.
1: And just his desire that he said that he doesn't want to be remembered for Friends, at juggernaut of a yeah. show, that he really wants to be remembered for helping people. I mean, when I got the news, it was so stunning to me. Did you feel that too?
10: Completely. Yeah. I'm still in shock. I mean, um, it's just a really tragic loss, and he leaves his beautiful work behind, and um, that's something to be thankful for. And again, the, the book really meant something to him um, so it was uh, a really happy year for him.
8: Uh, Gilmore Girls fans around the world love it. Uh, when the limited series came back, I was very excited. Uh, are we? I mean, this is a question from the fans. Oh uh, are You're we asking
1: on behalf of the fans? Uh, the fan of
8: uh, the fan club of Vlad would <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like to know. The Vlad uh, Lauren the Graham. Fan of Vlad. Yes, yes, exactly. Would like to know. Will there be any more Gilmore Girls?
10: You can never say never, I guess, in this day and age. Do you want to? I love that character. I love that writing. I love how much uh, joy it seems to bring people. I really appreciate that. It's something I'm incredibly grateful for in my life. To get that um, back from fans of all different generations, it seems like younger people keep finding it, is just amazing. Um, So... It's, but, Lauren, you're one of the main people, and
8: you know people. You know some people. So if you I mean, wanted, in the hierarchy of Hollywood. Yes, yes in the
10: very good <laughs> yeah, right? word, in the hierarchy <laughs> of Hollywood. Yeah. Um, there is not a formal discussion of That's what I was doing thinking. it again. Mm-hmm. Um, there's always that fear that y- you want to leave it, you know, where it is best left. And uh, But we didn't know we would be coming back to do those Netflix movies, so you really never know. But there isn't a
1: formal Now that the strike is over, aren't you just glad to be able to be out working again?
10: I am. It was such a tough time for everybody, and um, I'm also doing these book tour dates. And had the strike not lifted, I would not be allowed to talk about any of my projects. I know. We're so excited that you were able to do that. So that would have been an interesting. uh, uh, obstacle. Yeah. Thank
8: you for being here. This was so we're glad we we're able to talk to you about all your projects, and this book is incredible. I, I told her I was laughed out laugh, laughing yeah. when I was reading the book, the paperback version. I wonder what
1: her friends say, though. Blake. I, well, <laughs> she names <laughs> her friends. Friend. They
8: they, they have pseudonyms in here, but uh, you got to read the book. It's called "Have I Told You This Already?" It's on sale right now. And we do thank
5: you for listening. We'll be back tomorrow in your feed, and Monday through Friday on your local CBS stations. Starting at 7 a.m.
0: Hey, Prime members! You can listen to CBS Mornings on the go, ad free, on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today, or you can listen ad free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com/survey.
4: Do you ever feel like there's nothing new in the news? You know there are urgent things happening in the world around you, but all you hear is noise. That's why we made What Next? Our goal is to tell you the stories you haven't heard before. Or maybe a different side to the story you thought you already knew all about. I'm Mary Harris, the host of What Next? And I love my job because it helps me cut through the noise of the news. And then I get to bring it to you. Together, we can figure out what next.